Welcome to Sci-Fi Radio Theater, the internet's premier source for original science fiction, horror, and fantasy radio dramas. Before we begin tonight's story, we would like to deliver you this word from one of our sponsors... Shotguns for sale, shotguns for sale, shotguns for sale. Everyone needs a shotgun these days, and boy oh boy, with the recent turn of events, demand has never been higher. But now you don't have to pay those ridiculously inflated prices. Just come over to Doris Fishstick Shotgun Hut and get up to 20% off the retail price of the latest shotguns. That's Doris Fishstick Shotgun Hut. Come and get them before they're all gone, which is going to be sooner than later, folks. And now it's time for Hyper Nocturnal, an eight-part science fiction horror story. Tonight's episode, Episode 7, Facing the Storm. In last week's episode, Tanya and Marty explored the insides of the verse known only as the Labyrinth. Having succumbed to Machosius' temptation, Marty attacked Tanya. She managed to escape, but not before coming to the horrible realization that the head she had been communicating to Daychus through the entire time was her own. Tonight's episode starts on the spaceship known as the Macedonia. Tania, Tania, are you there? She dropped the head and ran away, Datris. You're all alone now. I have to remove the foot so that they can't hear me anymore. (coughs) Continuing log. Things appear to have taken a turn for the feudal. Tania discovered the secret I had been hiding, and ran. I have no way to communicate with her. The bodies on the bridge. They were the bodies of Tania, and Wolfgang. I did not tell them as I thought that the shock of finding out that they needed to cut up their own bodies in order to communicate with me would put them in a worse psychological state than they were already in. My attempt to spare their feelings appears to have backfired though. Wolfgang is gone, Maddie has turned, and now Tania is on her own. I do not know if she will survive given her current situation. I need to proceed under the assumption that I am the only one left to stop the ship. While it is hard to stay positive given the circumstances, I am pleased to say that I have completed the calculation. I believe I know what needs to be done on the keyboard in order to turn Marchoja's solid, and expose his aura. 
Once that has been completed, he and his aura can be destroyed. I should then have the ability to stop the ship. However, due to my condition I am not able to operate the keyboard. I must think of another way to activate the hyper-nocturnal drive, and get it to function in the way I have calculated. My time seems to be short for completing this task for more than one reason as well. While my mind struggles to think of a solution, I am remembering what I witnessed back in the engine room when Humbaba battled Marchosias. The hyper-nocturnal drive reacted to their presence without music being played. Why? Perhaps. Yes. That would make sense. It is functionally the same effect. I believe I may have devised a solution for activating the hyper-nocturnal drive. I will need to do some calculations. Calculating. 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 Yes. This seems logical given the situation. However, I will never be sure if it will work exactly until I try. I will need to make my way back to the engine room. However, I face two dilemmas. One. The door is still open to outer space in the room. I will need to find a way to shut it so that I am not sucked out. The second situation is that as soon as I leave this room I will be attacked. Perhaps I will need to utilize a solution similar to what I used when I was traveling on the outside of a ship. This room is protected by the altar in the closet. The central part of the altar is a bloody glass sculpture. I could carry it, and perhaps it would protect me. Like the gravity plate protected me on the outside of the ship. Picking up the central part of the altar. Now. Where should I go in order to get the doors closed? The central computer on the bridge is out of the question. Perhaps the lab would be the best place. As the lab is located directly next to the engine room, I may be able to break apart some of the wiring that is in the wall and connect it to the engine room. From there I may be able to hotwire the doors to close. While I know that my faith may be futile, I suppose I should hold out some hope that Tania will be able to make it to the ship. We have no way to communicate now when she does arrive. She will likely come to this room first thinking it's where I am and where it's safe.
I will need to leave her a message that I am in the engine room. There must be a pen or marker I can use in here. Here we are. I will write it on the wall. Okay. Heading out. Continuing log. I have moved out into the hallway, and the altar appears to be protecting me. There are two entities that look like the rotted corpses of large reptiles that are attempting to attack me, but are not able to get close enough. Continuing down the hallway. The ship has changed again. The rust and rot on the walls is crumbling away to reveal an organic red and wet texture. It's almost as if the corridor is transforming into the insides of a living entity's body. I will try to get through here quickly. The kitchen. I will need something from within here in order to do what I need to do at the hyper nocturnal drive. I am prying the rusted door open rather than manually opening it in case I need to make a quick exit. There is a bunch of cooked human shaped meat in here. I'm not sure why this wasn't here when I was last in the kitchen. It must be an effect of the dimensions merging. Found what I was looking for. Okay, heading to the lab. Continuing log. I am back in the lab. I pried the rusted doors open to get in here too in case I need to make a quick escape. The other frozen bodies are attempting to attack me again. However, the altar is keeping them away. They appear to be much more awake and coherent to their mission now. They are not aimlessly flopping around like before. It is a sad sight to see. These individuals I have known and respected for years now reduced to controlled corpses. Even in the world of the dead their minds know no peace. Perhaps destroying Marchojas will free them.
I am at the door to the engine room. Now that I look through the window into the room, it appears as though I will not need to hotwire the doors after all. The doors are still open, however outer space is no longer beyond the doors. Instead it is a whirling spiral of shapes, colors and alien landscapes. Likely an effect of the dimensions collapsing on each other. As it were, none of the objects in the engine room are floating now. This suggests that gravity has been restored. Opening the door will reveal if there is oxygen in there as well. However, I will need to open it via the manual release as the computer has likely locked it. Yes, there is oxygen. Moving in. Door has been closed behind me. I could have likely pried the door open like I did with the door to the lab. However, I want to have this door act as a closed barrier in between me and my attackers for the time being. At least, while I am working with the hyper nocturnal drive. I am setting the altar down by the door in order to further prevent any undesirables from entering. I am at the hyper nocturnal drive. Okay. Time to see if this actually works. Stabbing myself in the leg. drop it when I found out. Maybe he was right. Crap. And now I have no way to talk to him. Well, I can't go back. I have to keep moving forward. Oh man! It's turned into a corridor of mirrors. They're everywhere. I'm coming for you, Tanya! 
Ah, crap! Ah! Damn it! Ran into a mirror! Ah! Uh. Gah! Hit another one! These mirrors make it impossible to know what's an actual path and what's just a reflection! I gotta feel around! Uh. This way! I can see you, Tanya! Ah! Damn it! Yeah, and I can see you smacking head first into a mirror through the reflections. Mirrors! It's making it look like you are standing next to me wherever I turn! It is no matter. I will find you regardless. Ah, so you're moving left. I'll make sure to avoid that. And you're moving right, so I'll make sure to go that way. Damn it! This maze of reflections can't protect you, Tanya! Gah! Ugh. Hit another. This way! Ah! Another mirror! Looks like you're just as trapped as I am, Mati. Nonsense! We may both be lost, but the difference between you and I is that when I emerge, the world won't be after me. Story of my life. Ah! Ah, crap! It really is you! Yeah! Yeah! Here, Marty. Now I'm here. Enough of this trickery. I will smash these mirrors down and find you. That's one. Oh man. I'm on to you, Tanya. Found you! I will strangle you to death with my own hands! I don't need air! Fine! Then I will smash you against these mirrors until your spirit essence is drained from your body! And again! And again! Grabbed a glass shard! You stabbed me! apart and evaporated. Alright, I gotta find an exit. Wait, there's a door. Behind the mirror that smashed when he threw me into it. There's a stone door. Black curtain. 
can't get the door back open. The final test. It's the black curtain. Ah, it's trying to pull me in. Walk through. I, I can't. I can't. It's on me. they make. You judge my existence on reflections, but you are wrong to think of my being as small enough to vanish in the crowd of dark. And a powerful armament they make. You judge my existence on reflections, but you are wrong to think of my being as small enough to vanish in the crowd of dark. For I am a mind, and my thoughts are my shield and sword. And a powerful armament they make! A door! I see a metal door! Made it! The ship! I'm back on the ship! The weight of existence crushes down on the shoulders of Tanya Belaranovich. 
We'll be back to the story after this word from our sponsor. Signal is dead. 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 And now back to Hyper Nocturnal, only on Sci Fi Radio Theater. yourself here, Tanya. Take inventory. I'm alive. I'm alive again. I can feel it. I'm sweating. I'm out of breath. Oh, thank God I'm alive again. I'm on the ship. Looks like I came in through one of the airlocks. Okay. This is a hallway. I think this is near the... Uh, kitchen? Christ, I can't tell. This place has gone to hell. Literally. All right. First task is I have to find Detras. He's going to be in Mati's room. That's also going to be the safest place on the ship right now. All right. This way. God, look at this place. It's like I'm walking through. She has entered the ship through the airlock! in front of me. I have been waiting for you, Tanya. Matros is forward of a living human potentially arriving on the ship. Oh, Jesus, the damn wall is talking. You think you are so strong to have passed through the Black Curtain, but now your body is whole and you are weak again. We will smash you and your spirit into oblivion. I have heard you before, Tanya. In the white verse, when you sat scared and alone crying on the floor, I know your psyche and your fears. There will be no trickery that will work this time. Now, die again! Ah! She is running in the opposite direction! This direction will give you no wits. Both directions for the hallways are coming for you, Tanya! Looks like somebody is about to get crushed! Sideways done an emergency cut through. It is no matter. I control the walls in this area. That corridor is pretty tight, Tanya, and I would watch out because it's about to get a whole lot tighter. Look what's coming behind you! Side of the emergency cut to the fish that crushed. She's still running! 
Hopefully there's nothing but a box for me to crush around here. She's pulling the pedal off that maintenance shaft! Got it! She crawled into the shaft! Crush her! Why did you stop? Crush her! She is inside the wall now. I only hold control on the outside. No! It is no matter. Peril still exists for her on the inside. Well, thank God I'm not claustrophobic, too. Just gotta hope that this tube is leading to the bedrooms like I think it is. God only knows how the inside of the ship has changed now. Oh, there's no way in hell I'm falling for that. Hey! I'm not falling for that! You, you hear my tears, yet you think I lie. It's you! The lost soul from the central dimension! What are you doing here? When Marchosius struck down the Lord of Intestines, I was placed within his dominion. He is my master now. So what? Your master sent you here to kill me then? No. I have come to help you. What? Why? Because my master is cruel. Far crueler than my former master. He and his legions treated me so torturously that I had to escape. I hid here. However, there are still dangers yet within these walls. I sat wailing at my misfortunes, but then I saw you come. You are a strong woman. You managed to face Humbaba in his own lair and escape. In order to reach the ship again, you must have had to pass through such trials that I shudder to think of them. You and your might can surely assist me. First off, I don't buy this crap for a minute. Second off, I hate to tell you, lady, but I'm not exactly in a position of power right now. I know almost nothing about how to face down these things on the ship, much less how to save you. You are here to kill Marchosius, though, are you not? Killing him will free me, as you are not demon kind. When he is destroyed, I will not be transferred to your dominion. I will finally be free. So what? You want to help me kill Marchosius, then? Yes. Fine. Then tell me what his aura is and where I can find it. I know not. Marchosius cherishes his aura, as do all demons. He tells no one about it. Fine, then you're useless to me. Get out of my way. Wait! I can help you still. Deeper within the ship, where you are heading, there are dangers. I can help you navigate through them. Likely story. Like I said, I don't believe you for a second. 
I will follow you regardless. You are my only hope. No! Get away from me! No! You will die when you are within the next chamber if I do not help you. How will I die? What's in the next chamber? It is what the inner workings of the ship are now. An amalgamation of gears and cogs. But there are traps laid throughout. Marchosius knew those who threaten him may try to undo the ship from within. So he placed dangers for anyone who dare enter the inside of the ship. No single person will be able to make it out. However, with the two of us, there may be a chance. I know the secrets for avoiding the dangers. (sighs) Whatever. What the... Out of the shaft. Man, look at this place. You weren't kidding, were you? It looks like clockwork. Giant clockwork. It's like the inside of the ship has been turned into a watch. It is time you see before you. The ship is now the incarnation of time passing. These gears and cogs will turn, moving time forward until the point that time is no more. You mean when the ship crashes into Earth and everything gets pulled into the black curtain? Yes. All right. I've got to move through here. No! Oh! The spikes almost skewered me! As I foretold you, here there are many dangers. Apparently so. You saved me. Yes. As I so desperately have been beseeching you. Please, accept my help. All right. Fine. How do I move through here? From here, you must move forward, whilst low to the ground for five paces. You mean crouch? Okay. Okay. No spikes this time. Can I stand up now? Yes. The path in front of you now is deceiving. It suggests that there is easy passage. However, were you to move forward, you would be crushed by these plates on the left and right sides. You must avoid this area altogether by climbing up the scaffolding to your right. This one with all of the gears spinning on it? Yes. Why that's high? All right, up I go. Oh, you're following me. You can float. Yes. Boy, I sort of wish I could do that too. I'm finding now that I'm alive again, I'm getting tired a lot easier. If only I'd listen to Wolfgang and use the treadmill more instead of sitting on my ass eating yogurt all the time. Wolfgang. You mourn your fallen comrade. Yes, I do. But he's still out there, in the black curtain. I heard him. Once all this is over, I'm going to get him out. 
Nothing outside of the great beast has ever escaped from the black curtain. <laughs> yeah, well I walked through it and someone once told me that was impossible. I also came back from the dead and everyone thinks that's impossible too. Frankly, I'm starting to think all of these people who keep saying things are impossible are just saying so because it's never been done before. The priorities of the living are strange to me. Why? You died. But seemingly the worst thing that could happen to one who is alive. You were separated from your loved ones within the mortal realm. Torn apart from all you knew and were comfortable with. But now, you are alive again. You have all that back. Yet, despite this fact... The first thing on your mind is not to reconnect with those you care for that are alive. The first thing on your mind is to rescue one that is dead, a spirit beyond your life. But you would not only just rescue him. The Black Curtain is the greatest danger known throughout the verses, and you will put yourself head first into this danger. In order to save him, you would risk everything important to you. And in the end, he would still be dead. Yes, he would still be dead. But he would be free. And for a friend, I would risk everything in my life and beyond in order to give him that. You living beings are so confusing. You dead spirits aren't making much sense to me either. Okay, I reached the top. Now what? Move forward across the platform. But cease movement after three steps. Okay. So why am I stopped? We are waiting for the beast before you to turn his back, and you can quietly move past. Beast? What beast? I don't see a beast. He is invisible. Oh. Well, can't he hear us? No. The beast does not have the ability to hear. But he's looking at me? Yes. His eyes are upon you now. But do not fret. He cannot see you as long as you stay still. The beast can only see a movement. You were able to take three steps before you were in front of his eyes. Well, shouldn't you have just had me not walk forward and be in front of his eyes? Shouldn't I have just stayed still until he moved? Perhaps that would have been a more effective approach. Wait, what? You admit you were wrong, just like that? Yes. Jeez, you're like the worst tour guide ever. Stop moving so much. We will alert the beast to your presence and he will swallow you. Swallow me? Swallow me? How big is this thing? His face is before you, but his feet stand upon the ground below. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? Cease your movement. The beast is becoming agitated. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Well, is it gone yet? 
The beast grows bored. It's begun to turn its back, but you must wait for him to be completely turned. Now, run to the end of the platform as quickly as you can. Stop running now at the end of the platform. Okay. Quickly pry the panel off of the shaft on the wall next to you and crawl in. You will have traversed this room safely. Doing it! I'm in! As am I. I am right behind you. Alright, so maybe you weren't lying. We made it through safe. So, how do we get to the bedrooms from here? We are nearly there. Continue ahead. Alright. Hey, uh, sorry about beating you up back in the central dimension. You're being real cool about it now. My desire to be free from Mark Chosius outweighs the animosity I feel towards you and your kind. Hey, what is it that you guys hate so much about the living? You are ignorant of the suffering and terrors that are always around us. For some seemingly unknown reason, the great beast in all of its glory has seen it fit to show favoritism towards your kind and spare you the pain that is the existence of all other sentient entities. That is why we hate you. We hate you for your blind optimism for the future. We envy your calmness. We loathe your inability to see the world as it truly is. But why blame us for that? We didn't have a choice in how we were made. The reason for our hatred is not based off of choice. If any of us had the ability to make a choice, we would choose to live in your world. Many of us try to merge into your world, but most fail. (sighs) Choice. Please. In the real world, the illusion of choice is the greatest terror of all. It is a thought that constantly haunts our minds, but is always out of reach. No. Our hate for you goes beyond choice. Our hatred of you comes as a consequence of circumstances. You say that it wasn't your fault from being born the way you are. Likewise, we have no fault for being born the way we are in the world we are in. And now you live for vengeance, huh? More than anything. Then what is this freedom from Marchosius crap you're so desperate for? Being free from Marchosius will not free me from all of my pain or the horror of being alive. But it will free you a little bit from the pain, won't it? I know I'm not from this world, and I know nothing about what you go through on a daily basis, but in my world, it's pretty much a given that you don't get out of a bad situation with any one action or movement. It happens a little bit at a time over a very long time. A lot of the time, it doesn't happen all the way. But sometimes it does. And those few times it does happen is when those people in bad situations start making choices. Each right choice only relieves a small amount. But a small amount is better than no amount. And eventually, after enough time and enough right choices, bad times are only a memory. And you, 
trying to get this freedom from Marchosius? I don't know. It sounds to me like you're a person who's making choices. Your views on the true nature of the verses is grossly naive, embarrassingly ignorant, and thoroughly insulting. Yeah, story of my life. All right, continuing to move. <laughs> so you said the bedrooms are right near here? Yes, we should be directly above them now. Good. Now I Jesus Christ, the floor to this bedroom has turned into a pool of blood. She's in the bedroom! Crush her! Oh, crap! The walls to the room still stand! Look, citizen, it held the altar. The influence from its presence still stands. I am unable to crush her. No! She will not be safe from me in there for long, however. This is Mati's room? Datrost! Datrost! Are you in here? Oh. There's something written on the wall. He went to the engine room! God damn it! This place just throws one damn thing after another at me! You must escape from the room. The influence from the altar fades quickly. I cannot help you while it is still present, though. Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! I can feel my control of the room growing. You must get out of the room. Climb up the wall and back into the shaft. He will not be able to crush you from there. You little bullet! Betray your own master! No! Damn it! That's it! I'm not playing this game anymore! I'm done running around! I'm done hiding! Lost soul! How do I get to the bridge from here? No! You must not go to the bridge. Marchosius is too strong. I don't care how strong he is. I'm ending this. I'll get to that goddamn keyboard and turn off the engines now or die trying. No. The bridge can be safely accessed from where you are. Simply dive underneath and you will find the entrance to a tube. Swim through the tube. There will be pockets of oxygen throughout it. Eventually you will reach the bridge. No. Don't tell her that. I will be able to crush her when she's in the tube. I'm going! No! <laughs> Why did you tell her that? Because now she is traveling directly into the lion's den. She's delivering herself right into Marchosius' hands. <sighs> I would have liked to crush her. I must help. Don't think I didn't see everything, lost soul. Your time is running out now, too. get this gate off. <laughs> Alright. Open. Out of this blood, finally. <sighs> Back on the bridge. The hole in the floor is gone. There's no one here, either. I 
hope that's a good thing, but I doubt it is. Well, whatever, there's the keyboard. Hello, Tanya. Marchosius! Get the hell out of my chair! You know, I've been sitting here for hours trying to do what comes so easily to you. But I just can't seem to do it. I am not a person who is easily made envious, you know. When there is something I want, I tend to just, well, take it. Yet no matter how hard I try or how forceful I am, I have had to succumb to the fact that I will never be able to play this keyboard with any particular effect. And that I am very jealous of. Fine, I'll just plow my way through you. Grab her! Ah! Where did you come from? We have all manners of hiding here. Did you really think that you were going to be able to stop all of this by just running onto the bridge headfirst? Maybe. Then you're stupid and stubborn. I prefer to say bulldog-esque. Oh, don't fool yourself into thinking that this was some brave, heroic act of defiance. You are no martyr. You're frightened. That's why you ran into here. This was a suicide attempt. You saw what was needed to be done ahead of you, and how much work it would be, and you wanted to give up. So you came to me in hopes that I would be your tool of mercy. Can't say I ever thought of you as the merciful type. And I can't say I ever thought of you as the delusional type. So you have me, then. Now what? What would you have done if you were able to reach the keyboard? I would have shut off the engines. Now that's a song I would like to hear. Let her go. What? Master? I said let her go. She wants to stop the ship? Let her. Who am I to argue with a musician of her caliber? I am just a humble demon who will never know the beauty of humanity. Let this brave little bulldog end my evil ways and save her world. I said let her go! Well, go ahead, Tanya. Go to the keyboard and stop the ship. Fine! What? They didn't shut off! Grab her again! Ah! What happened? Why won't the engine shut off? Because your engines are past the point of no return. The speed of the ship, the passage of the time, and the convergence of the verses have merged to the point where there is no longer a concept of cessation. Within the last hour, the ship has reached a new type of singularity. A singularity of forward momentum. Stopping it by crashing the ship will create a paradox like has never been seen before. This paradox will cause all of the merged verses to collapse into each other, back to a single point. And then I will be able to position myself as ruler of all existence. Why Earth, though? Why do you need to crash into Earth? 
because it is the heart of everything important in your world. Your kind always wonders if you are alone in your universe. Well, I'm here to tell you that you are. You are completely alone. The only sentient beings floating through infinity. And do you know why? It's not because of a silly scientific explanation, such as mere chance that you were the only planet that was habitable for life. It's because the thing that makes your world special is originating from your planet. The pressure from the different verses that press down and allows for the physical creations that make up your world all happen at a single central point. Earth. It's where all the pressure happens. Earth is the center of the universe. Of your universe, yes. Of the rest of the verses, hardly. So that's why you need to crash into Earth, then. Because of all the pressure that anchors our world down, you can't just so easily merge the entire dimension like you can the other ones. It's like the difference between trying to tug a boat that's free-floating on the water and trying to tug one that's tied to a dock. So if you can crash into Earth with all of the other dimensions in tow, all of that momentum and inertia would essentially snap the rope or break the dock that Earth is anchored to. Then you can suck in the free-floating Earth and drag everything wherever you want it to go. I see that the logical mind of that broken scientist you've been speaking with has rubbed off on you. Jesus, I guess it has. Computer, open up the main view screen windows. Yes, Master. Tanya, look out the window. What do you see? Space. We're moving through space. It's my dimension, though. I know this area. We're about to pass by Pluto. Jesus, we're already within the Milky Way. We'll be at Earth soon. Within the next three hours. But there's more to this than just recognizing astral bodies. This landscape may be home to you, but it is alien to me. I have never seen sights such as this before. I'm filled with wonderment by the pure peace that your world is full of. It's something our kind have never known, but have always longed for. And now, here it is in front of me. Amazing. Soon this world will end, reduced to nothing, shoved back into the hole it belongs to be in. In its place will only be me. What you are seeing here, Tanya, is not just your world. You're seeing the end of your world. And I'm going to keep you here, standing where you are, looking out that window. I'm going to have you watch the end of the world from a front row seat. Wouldn't it be better just to kill me? And return you to a spirit form? I don't think so. No, I think I like you standing right there, trapped and mortal. Let her go. What? You! The lost soul! She appeared out of nowhere! An unfortunate ability of her kind. What do you think you are doing, you little whelp? Free her, I will begin to play the instrument. You're betraying me? I... I said let her free. Oh, you fool! 
You have nothing to make demands with. The keyboard cannot stop the ship now, and even if it could, you do not know how to play it, nor are you of humanity. But I am part of humanity, Marchosius. You so easily forget the verses from which your own minions come from. I am playing. What you are doing? No! Keep playing! Don't stop! Shut her up! I feel something happening! I feel suction! The suction! It's coming from the cleansing system! She accidentally turned it on by mashing on the keyboard! It switched into overdrive! Yeah. I'm trapped! How can this be? The suction! From the air cleansing system! It's stuck every one of the walls! I am in control of this ship! It bends to my will! I will be free from this trap! Tanya! He is using his willpower and possession over this ship with every step he takes. He regains more control. Hurry! You must get to the open door and escape from this room before he turns the suction off. I'm going. Back! Back! Behind the door. I'm almost there. You will not escape this time. I have to The suction will be having a back outside of this room. Mine! Mine! You and this ship are mine! Made it! Moving! room is mine again. The woman ran off. Get her. Hold that one. Ah! Ah! Let me free. free. Your price for betrayal is to know what non-existence truly is. No. No. And I will deliver this experience to you by pulling off your head. Her. No! 
we go! There she is! Get out of my way! Bring the walls down on all of them! No! No! What? What happened? Why are you all stopping? The altar! It is on the other side of the door! We can feel its influence! We cannot get near it! No! I'm out of here! Damn! The door won't open when I hit the button! The computer must be locking it! I have to open it manually. Made it to the engine room. Daytross? Are you there? Yes, Tadia. I am over here. Oh, thank God. Jesus Christ, you have no idea what I've been through. Daytross. Don't panic. No! No! This can't be happening! Please. You must remain calm. <sighs> the lines! The red lines! They're all over your body! Yes, they are. We will be back to the story after this word from our sponsor. The black bubbly Evader armored car is now for sale from Tactical Motors. This SUV-sized power machine boasts three 9mm round machine guns and over a foot of reinforced steel shielding around the body. Not even a steel crocodile would be able to bite its way through this thing. Keep you and your family safe from the black bubblies as you make your way to the nearest evacuation point with the black bubbly Evader armored car from Tactical Motors. And now, back to Hypernocturnal. Only on Sci-Fi Radio Theater. Get up. I need you to be strong right now. Strong now? Strong now? What the hell do you think I've been doing since I played that goddamn song in the first place? You're my last hope, Daytross. You're the one that was going to figure out how to fix everything. This isn't over. Listen to me. This isn't over. I have figured out what needs to be done. 
You're going to need to do this final part on your own, but you can do it. I've lost Wolfgang. I killed Mati. And now you're gone too. This is what Marcho just wants, Tania. He wants you to give up. You can't. Think of your damn sister and niece. How did this happen? You were supposed to be immune to the possession. Apparently even I am not immune from possession. My advanced brain power only delays the process. The effect of being wounded on both my head and my leg was too much. How long have you known? I first felt that something was wrong shortly after we first met on the bridge. I suspected that it was the possession taking over my body. However, the lines only appeared a small amount of time ago. After I solidified myself. What? What? What do you mean, solidified yourself? The process we spoke about. For solidifying Marchoja's so that we could kill him. I developed a theory for being able to do it without needing to use the keyboard. But I needed to test it. So I tested it on myself here in the engine room. It solidified my soft energy sender. I am now a pure solid entity. The lines are at the base of your neck. You don't have much time. I know. So listen to me. I have discovered what needs to be done in order to solidify Marchosius and to find out where his aura is hidden. But I'm going to need your help. Okay. What do we need to do? Good. I have discovered the true nature of a hyper-nocturnal drive. The key to hyper-nocturnal is emotion. Pure emotion. It is why the music works, but other forms of emotion can cause it to react too. I saw it occur when Humbaba was locked in combat with Marchosius. The emotion and passion from their battle caused the hyper-nocturnal drive to react. So I calculated the precise type and way of emotion that needs to be displayed in the presence of a hyper-nocturnal drive in order for Marchosius to both solidify and to have his true aura be displayed. What emotion? Pain. I stabbed myself in the leg, and it caused the hyper-nocturnal drive to solidify me. Based on this experience, I have been able to calculate what kind of pain I must display in front of a drive, and how I can direct it so that it achieves our goals. So... what? I need to torture you or something? No. Not torture. What then? Wait. The knife is on my lap. Oh no. Oh hell no. You can't ask me to do that. I'm dead anyway. When these lines reach my brain, I am under Marchoja's control. No, there must be another way. There isn't. I... I... 
I can't do it. After you do what must be done, you can use the altar that Maddie made to protect yourself as you move through the ship. But do not take it to the bridge. Based on my calculations, Marchojas has amassed a great deal of power at the bridge. He can likely defy laws of physics there now, if he flexes enough willpower. If you bring the altar to the bridge, he will be able to overload its protective energy. <sighs> it doesn't matter, though. None of this does. The ship... It's reached a point of singular momentum. The movement can't be stopped! It has. God, maybe I should have just stayed trapped on the bridge for all it was worth. How did you escape? It was the keyboard. Allowed me to get an opportunity to escape. So then you can still use the keyboard to stop this. You may not be able to stop the ship, but you can still change its course. Crash the ship into something other than Earth. Smash it into the moon even. Anywhere but Earth. If you do that then our dimension will not successfully be merged, and his plan will fail. Crashing the ship would kill me again. I know you desire to see your family once more. But there are things going on that are more important than our individual wants and needs right now. You're right. But... Why can't we just use our emotions to crash the ship from here? Based on my calculations, we are simply not powerful enough to. Emotions can control the hyperdoctoral drive. However, it seems to be somewhat inefficient compared to using the keyboard and music in order to get the ship to move with all of the merged dimensions it also carries. It would simply take more emotion than you, and I can give unassisted. <sighs> oh, come on. There's got to be another option to this. I mean, we can take you to the Black Curtain. When Humbaba was dropped into it, he gave up all of his possessions. Maybe it's the same thing the other way around. If we drop you in, maybe Marchosius won't be able to possess you. You'll be trapped, but at least you'll still exist. I would rather not exist than have my individuality and free will taken away from me. Tania, the lions are growing. It is time. Okay. Just close your eyes. This is Tanya Belaranovich, pilot for the United Galactic Territories X-Class cargo ship Macedonia. 
While going through his personal effects, I discovered that Dr. Edmund Detras was maintaining a log in his chair's computer of the events that have transpired since he was unfrozen. In a desire to finalize his log and to maintain a complete record of what happened here in case someone finds this, I've decided to continue it. It is true, everything that Dr. Detras has logged. He was not out of his mind. The ship has been taken over by a demonic entity from another dimension known as Marchosius. It was summoned by the ship's crew, me specifically, when a sheet of music that was found floating in space was played into the hypernocturnal drive. The events that have transpired since that point have been numerous and intense, to say the least. Demons and spiritual entities from different religions all mixed together in a single trans-dimensional existence. Everything we believe in so dearly on Earth. All of our religions, philosophies, and sciences. They don't even come close to what the full picture really is. I am the last one alive on the ship. The ship's doctor is dead. Lost among the masses in a giant singularity known as the Black Curtain. The ship's chef is also dead, by my hand, but the bastard had it coming. All of the politicians and scientists that were being transported on the ship have also demised, their lifeless bodies now taken over by the demonic entity via spiritual possession. This ship is hurtling towards Earth on a mission to destroy everything that the human race knows and does not know, and now it's up to me alone to try and stop it by crashing the ship into anything other than Earth, an action that will end my life as well. The ship is filled with dangers. My ability to reach the keyboard is limited, but I have a fighting chance now. I did as Daytrust asked, and he was right. His calculations were correct. As I did it, the hypernocturnal drive sparked and shot out a lightning bolt. I heard a scream in the distance coming from somewhere within the ship. I can only assume it was Marchosius as he became solidified. And on the wall, where the lightning bolt hit, there was a charred imprint of a gear with a set of three holes shaped as a pair of wings and a serpent along the face of it. I can only assume it is what Marchosius's aura is. My best guess is that I will be able to find it within the inner clockwork of the ship that I previously passed through, and then I will need to destroy it. After that point, I will need to make it to the bridge of the ship, where I can use the keyboard to steer the ship to a crash point that is anywhere but Earth. So that's it, really. As it stands, if things go good, I'm dead. If things go bad, I'm dead, and so is the rest of the world. So there's no pressure, really. <laughs> but hey, it's all good. It's all, all okay, because I saved Datros. Yeah, I saved him. <laughs> you see, when I walked into the engine room, Datros had the red possession lines all over his body. They were up to his neck. If they reached his brain, he would have been possessed. So he told me I needed to stop that from happening. <laughs> he said that if I stopped the possession, he would be able to give me the chance I need in order to crush the ship. So I did. I stopped the possession, and now I have a chance to kill myself and save everything. So it's all good. Everything's good. Everything's great. And do you want to know why everything is so great now? Because I cut off his goddamn head! <laughs> Ah! <laughs>
That was episode 7 of Hyper Nocturnal. Tune in next week for the grand finale of Hyper Nocturnal, episode 8, The End of Everything. This week's episode was written and produced by Charles Davis. It starred Georgia Seacrest as Tanya Belaranovich, Heather Fair as The Lost Soul, Dave Robison as Machosius, Charles Davis as Martian NNN, Crystal Fair as The Ship's Computer, and Jonathan Tompkins as Wolfgang Tala. Before you leave for the evening, we would like to deliver you a final word from one of our sponsors. Store up on water today. Scientists are still trying to figure out the extent of the Black Bubbly's destructive capabilities, and until that time, we all have to assume that they have the ability to poison the water supplies. So make sure to head down to Roberta's Convenience Store and buy up as much bottled water and rations as you can. We're running out fast. You've been listening to Sci-Fi Radio Theater. You can listen to our latest radio play podcasts on iTunes, Zune, SoundCloud, and on our website at www.scifiradiotheater.com. New episodes are uploaded on Sundays. If you like what you've heard, make sure to give us a review. You can also send us your feedback or questions on Twitter at SF Radio Theater or email them to us at sci-fi radio theater at gmail.com.